quitethethingmedia.com. The network, oh, without constraints. Hi everybody, welcome to Long Term Memory, my name is Jack. Just a quick shout out to our hosts, Captivate, and we are recording on Squadcast. Colin, how are you mate? I'm good mate, yes, very, very good. Well, that's a blatant lie mate, I'm absolutely hanging. Um, yeah, we're, hang we're, yeah, we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. Um, I was in the beer garden all day yesterday um, and I feel horrendous. Um, not used to it, um, I got a big stinking Chinese on the way home as well. Um, I've not really been eating crap like that recently either, and today I am just in a bad, bad way, mate. But I'm here talking to you, doing this show, one of my favourite things, so if that doesn't perk me up, I don't know what will. Yeah, I'm also very perked up and in a good mood myself, because we got our first sponsor, like, really, um, first sort of real sponsor, in the sense that they're giving us stuff, but we're not keeping that stuff, we're giving that stuff to you guys uh, later on. Well, we're, we're just Colin. too good, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're too nice to you. Like everybody provided content for today's show, and we thought we'll try and give a little something back. So, Colin, tell us a little bit about who are our new friends, basically. Our new friends, and by that regard, your friends also are the good people at Pi Sports. Um, you've probably seen a fair bit of them over the the last year during lockdown. They've kind of came from nowhere and taken over the sort of home delivery pie world. Um, so they have jumped on board with this podcast and we will be giving away some pies each week starting later on in the show. So keep your ears peeled if you want to get some free pies. That is it. Tune in. Uh, don't turn off halfway through because then you'll miss how to enter. But in 1992, Colin, we would have been seven and eight, around about that age. What is the first thing that comes to mind for you as a seven or eight year old? Anything pop into your mind? I think like your your life at that age is as much of a muchness. The only thing I can remember, and I think it's similar to what you're going to say, is I did move house um, in nineteen ninety two when I was that age. Uh, we moved. Um, we lived in a place called Stampland, and we moved in one street in Stampland to another street in Stampland. Literally a three minute walk. I remember my mum and dad went and viewed the house. Quite liked it. They took me and my sister to see it. I think the second or third time. And the person that was selling it was obviously very, very clever because what they did was they got their son, who was a couple of years older than me, to take me through the living room and show me that they had Sky. And we didn't have Sky at this point. And at that time in 1992, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was on Sky all the time. And this boy was like saying to me, yeah, I mean, like, this is here. We just watch this all day. It's always on the Turtles. And that was me. Mum and Dad just told them, this new house is amazing. It's got Sky. I can't wait to go. Um, yeah. So it was a very, it was a very good little selling technique, getting the kids on on side by showing them the wonders of Sky. Yes. Well, my thing is moving house as well. I moved in April nineteen ninety seven, in nineteen ninety two. Sorry, and sneakily, as a sales pitch to me, basically, they took me to our new house, but sort of kidded on that they were visiting friends. Went and chapped the door, and there was nobody in. So took me around the back and went, oh, look, nice back garden. Like, that would be fun for kicking the ball out or whatever, something along those lines. And I'm sort of thinking to myself, right, okay, I suppose it would be. Never been at this house before in my life. But we went home and then, like, a couple of days later, it was kind of like, see that house we were at the other day? That's our new house and we're moving. And it was an absolute fucking travesty as a seven-year-old <laughs> having to move away from your friends because that's kind of all, that's, you're at the age where, you're still close to your your mum and dad, but you are getting your own friends and stuff at school. So I was a little bit disappointed because we moved to a completely new area, but we had to move. My dad wasn't keeping me. We used to stay in a tenement building 
basically three up and he couldn't get up and down the stairs. So we moved to a ground floor flat in a nice wee quiet place called Moss Park and stayed there most of my life until a couple of years ago moved here. So yeah, I think that's a common thing to move at that age with children then. that They're at that age where your family's getting bigger. Let's move because we need a new bedroom, a back garden. And like I said, you're not that entrenched at that age where it's difficult to meet new people because let's be honest, up to the age of maybe what, 10, 11, 12, you can kind of speak to anybody that is your own age. <laughs> yeah, usually, you know, yeah, you're, you're not as um, particular or selective about your friendship choices at those ages. It's just, oh, you're the same height as me, roughly, you'll do. Um, so yeah, very much so. And that's kind of why we moved as well. Up until then, my sister and I shared a bedroom and obviously when we been six or seven or been four or five, you couldn't really do that for much longer. Um, so we needed the extra the extra space, the extra bedroom. And one of the other things moving into this new house was I had an extension down the stairs. So I had like a second living room and an extra bedroom down the stairs. And I right away just claimed the downstairs, the downstairs bedroom because I thought it would be cool. And it was probably one of the best decisions a child ever made because as I got older, it's a hell of a lot easier to sneak in and out of the house at night, Jack, when your bedroom's down the stairs. Um, you can literally just keep out your bedroom, out the back door, off you go, and nobody ever really knows what time and stuff you're going out and coming in again. Um, so it, it worked out in the long run. It's been a quite shrewd move by seven-year-old me. Um, not calculated, though. I just thought, don't fancy those stairs. I'll just have a downstairs room. Yeah, so we both moved house back in 1992. We'll just go through the year, I suppose, and hit some key events that I don't particularly remember, but some people listening will remember, Colin, and I suppose the best place to start is January. We're not going through the whole year, um, that would take far too long, obviously, but I found out that Japan eventually took them until 1990 to apologise for forcing Korean women into sexual slavery during World War Two. So it took them a fucking while to apologise. <laughs> it certainly what? did, like... Why would it take so long to admit that, apologise and, and make a thing of it? Um, I didn't know this. This is this is brand new information to me. Um, I, I did not know that was going on during World War Two. You think they would be a little bit busier with other things without getting involved in sexual slavery during it? It seems seems like something that, yes, like you says, they didn't, you don't need to do that. You don't need to create sexual slaves. Nobody I kind of get, no, I kind of get during war, you have prisoners of war. That is almost like the rules of war, because war does have rules, basically engagement rules almost, and creating sexual slaves isn't one of them. I don't think Japan, so I don't know why it took you so long to apologise. But No, I think there's, that, there's there's basic parameters of of war, isn't there? You, you find people, you shoot people, you kill people, you claim their land you win the war. I think when you start bringing sexual slavery and being a bad bastard into it, that's not really cricket. That's that's not the done thing. Be, be a good war person. Don't be a shit one. Yeah, is that, man? Yeah. February as well. Queen Elizabeth II of the Commonwealth. Um, Marks her ruby jubilee. This is mental how wrong she's been in charge in inverted commas. So she would have been 40 years um, since she took over the throne, basically. Not just the UK, by the way. You remember any Canadians listening or Australians? 
we're, we're still your bosses. She's still your queen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's these things. What, I'll tell you a couple of things about this, right? For me, see these whole uh, the information you've given there, Jack. Right, her ruby jubilee, forty years since her accession to the throne. Right. I don't need to hear the word Ruby Jubilee because that's just words I don't understand. 40 years is plenty. That's the information I need to see. These words which just, which mean terms like you get like silver wedding anniversaries, a wooden wedding anniversary, a paper. paper. It's fucking bullshit. Just tell us how long it is. Um, as for the Queen, right, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, right? I love the Queen, right? I think she's a lovely woman. Uh, doing, doing the best she can. But I would argue the fact that back back then... In 1992, after I've done it for 40 years, she's been doing it long enough. Now, in 2021, she's certainly been doing it long enough. I kind of think there should be a sort of limit of time that you become the monarch for. I think it's to... I think back in the day, when people didn't live to be 100, like the Queen probably will, it made sense that it purely wasn't a succession-based thing, and you were the Queen, you died, the next person in line got it. I'd like to think that you, you become king or queen at... 40 maybe and then you you chuck it at 60 or 65 and then you've always got a more kind of young more modern thinking more able sort of monarch in place um because people have got a lot of high hopes jack about like prince william and kate and stuff don't they and they think they're going to really lead the uk into this whole new world and they're going to be really forward thinking and stuff but the reality of it is they're not going to be the king and queen or the the, the king and the queen consul or whatever it is until they're probably in their 70s or their 80s, because the Queen's going to be there for a good another 10 years or so, and then Charles will do it for 25, 30 years, and you end up still with a really, really old monarch. I, maybe I'm being really blasphemous in saying this, but I do think it should be a younger person's game. What do you think? Not particularly. I don't think you can... There's a sort of split in your, almost in your reasoning there, because you're quite happy with the tradition of actually having a royal family, which I'm, I'm okay with, that's cool. But the tradition is that you, as long as you're alive, you keep it. And it did happen many years ago as well. Like Queen Victoria was on the throne for 60 odd years as well. So it's not like it hasn't happened before. So if you want to sort of lean on that tradition and are quite happy with what they do, to then sort of want to really fuck it up like that, it just seems like a... doesn't seem like a particularly good thing. If it's traditional, it's traditional and stick by it would be my, would be my thinking, basically. Yeah, I'm not going to like go out, go out in a bat for this or anything. I don't care massively. I, I just, I would just, I feel, I would like the idea of the king or queen being a little bit younger, a little bit more connected to the actual real world than what the queen, bless her, probably is at this time in her life. But the queen really, no, like, obviously, in the sense of certain things, she will be an old lady, but she's on the ball. She knows what's going on she's not lost the marbles like Karen's mum always used to say to us as soon as you get grey hair people start speaking to you differently start treating you differently and it's true because you do speak to old people differently but if they don't have like if they don't have a brain disease or anything like that the same person they were they've still got their the smarts about them why do you then start treating them like a fucking invalid and you do you speak to old people differently everybody does you do you, you, it's almost like the way you speak to a child because a child doesn't understand the world enough yet and you need to kind of oh. explain it to them so they see it through your educated eyes and you do I certainly do make the assumption that old people 
just don't understand the majority of things that I'm going to speak about. <laughs> yeah. um, and a lot of the people I speak to do do confirm that theory, I'm going to be honest, right? But the Queen is better educated and more worldly wise than most, so I'll give her the benefit of the doubt, Jack, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I am quite guilty of assuming that older people don't have a clue. 1992, moving into April then, uh, the general election was on. Uh, John Major was voted in. He narrowly won for the Conservative Party back then. Again, don't particularly remember much of this. I do remember my father being very much in the opposite camp to the, the Tories just because he was brought up in Glasgow at a certain time. So kind of remember like chat, chit-chat going on basically about the Tories and all, all that sort of stuff, but it doesn't particularly stick out in my mind because I wasn't really, not into fucking politics nowadays, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, but back then... It's not a fucking thing in your life, is it? Obviously. No, no, it's, de- it's definitely not. What I, would, what I do remember at that time is that John Major was this white-haired, really conservative-looking guy. He just looked like a Tory. Um, he looked as if he was from another world to the one I lived in. And if you'd asked me then, aged seven, or even for the next five years or so of his term, what age he was, I would have told you that John Major was like 70 or something, yeah. Jack. But he was actually only 50 odd or so, like early 50s back then. And I just thought he was an old, 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 boring man. And I think that helped with, like, the, that certainly helped with Tony Blair coming in as this kind of new, fresh faced, young looking, forward thinking politician with New Labour. And they all jumped on that from kind of 96 and 97 onwards. And John Major was very much the stuffy, upper lip face of kind of old conservatives to cover from Margaret Thatcher type thing. Um, obviously he's since found out that he was just the same as everybody else and he was fucking shagging what's her face on the side while he was oh, president uh, yeah Edwina Curry that did, did, did a thing with eggs once um, but yeah I, I, my, my memory of him is like thinking that he was a really old bastard and in reality he wasn't and 36 year old Colin now is a lot closer to 50 year old John Major than 7 year old Colin is to me now which is quite worrying in, in its own way yeah very much the archetypal politician. That's what you think of when you think of politician. Totally. You know, Tony Blair sort of did change that. I remember when he came in, even as a young-ish teenager, thinking, this guy's pretty cool Yeah. Like for what he's doing. And that, that was definitely the sort of tidal wave that he read for many, many years. But every politician's, it's a phrase, I think, every politician's career ends in failure, basically, and that's sort of what happened with every politician. So... It's no surprise that, that that's what happened. Uh, it's a cliche for a reason. Over in America, but Rodney King got an absolute pasting off of four police officers, which caused the LA riots basically happening in April. Memories of this, or is it more the sort of stuff over the years after it that yeah. has maybe created fake memories of it? Because I don't think I would have remembered this at the time either. The, no. The riots. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't remember it. I, I might try to say I did, but as it's learned memories of watching previous footage and stuff. And I, I tell you what, I'd imagine that most of my knowledge would have came around through hip hop lyrics, Jack, rap 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 lyrics and stuff, and hearing about Rodney King, um, fuck the police, etc., all this sort of stuff that could have kind of came about around about the same time as this, because of what happened that day. Um, I'm not in a position really to comment on it or really pass judgment on the whole thing and the, the, the issues in America with racism, what I would say about it is that this happened in 1992 
and it's just as likely to happen tomorrow as well, sadly. It really is, yeah, it really is, which is a which is why there's people uprising. You can't fucking blame anybody for not wanting to get murdered because you're a different colour. That is fucking out of order, of course. Jumping Absolutely. a little bit forward then, mate. She needs a corner. We can think about her in any way you want, but she did perform a song uh, on Saturday Night Live, basically protesting against child abuse at the Catholic Church, and it's caused huge controversy leading to the switchboards at NBC sort of ringing off of the dial, basically, because America's still a very religious country, most of them Christian, watch them will be Catholic, so she pissed people off, which is fucking bizarre, considering what she was protesting against. Absolutely. Um, like, why would you get pissed off at somebody saying, uh, don't molest children? Because for some people, the the faith and what that faith is, is far more important than any negative connotation that comes with that faith, and they'll defend it against anything, because they're almost like kind of blind sheep or lemmings to the cause, I suppose, in some ways. Um, this was huge. This was a huge, huge thing, looking back on it. Saturday Night Live was, if not the biggest, it was one of the biggest shows in, in America. It was where your A-class celebrities went on guest-hosted every week. It was appointment television viewing. It's still going on now. It's, it's, it's a poor imitation of itself now, truth be told. But back then, this was absolutely massive. Um, and she's went on there and tried to do a good thing in, in her own way and tried to cause or raise awareness, I suppose, but she just caused carnage with it, hasn't she? Um, she's a bit of a nutcase, Jack, truth be told, nowadays. She is mental. Um, when I last saw her at the UFC, she's um, she sang Conor McGregor's theme for him a few times at the UFC events, and she is a nutcase. She just, she just looks batshit mental. Yes. He got an absolute pasting on Saturday night and broke his leg. He did. I sat up and watched it last night in my, drunk, my drunken state. Um, yeah, he'd done, his, he'd done his own leg in. Um, he's probably fucked. He's probably done now, I think. Um, I'm not sure how he comes back from this. He's, he's lying on the on the floor of the cage with his leg in tatters, screaming at the guy that's just beat him that his wife has just slid into his DMs and that she's a fucking yeah. hoe. Um, it's, I, I, I used to really, really like Conor McGregor, Jack. I thought he was... Such he's a good new. thing for the sport because of what he did and because of his mouth and how he could sell a fight and stuff like that. But this corner that we've seen in this fight camp and this fight build-up is a pale imitation of what he used to be because you can see a lot of things about the guy. He did used to genuinely be funny. He genuinely used to tell fighters when they fought him it was red panty night because your missus was going to be so excited because you're making so much money, things like that. He was genuinely very quick, very witty and made it entertaining. The whole build up to this, he's just been saying, "Bitch, bitch, ho, ho, I'm going to take you out in a stretcher, etc., etc." He's a guy that's clinging on to the edge. I think. Like when he was good, he was good. Like I quite in the same camp as you. He was exciting. He turned up. He looked pretty suave. He was funny. He was taking the piss out of people in a, like you say, a more thoughtful way rather than just your mum. You remember yeah. that. friends, Colin here, the looks, the charm and the brains behind Run Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. 
but also reduce the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will so check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows ad free and lots of bonus content One with Derek Chisora and oh fucking God, David yeah. Hay. It's getting to that sort of level with him. Once he's lost that, he's also lost the ability to actually win fights. So, like, he never defended a title. Fuck him. Like, like he get in the fucking bin. He beats up old guys in pubs. <laughs> yeah. He gets, he gets caught. Picture going in at a fucking crack then. Seen that picture from Seen a while that. ago. So, fuck him, man. He can fuck off. I'm glad he get better. I hope his leg falls off. To give an idea of where he's at now in his life, um, during, during the presser on Friday, I think it was, and this is the MMA press, they're all invited to this show, and they all used to just eat out his hand. They, they adored them. And you've got a guy in the press stood up and said, I've got a question for you, Connor. You've won one fight since Barack Obama was the president. What's your thoughts on that? And... McGregor just said, um, "It's one more fight than you, yeah, fucking tosspot." <laughs> that was the. That's what he's reduced to, basically. Calling a journalist a tosspot. So yeah. it's a shame. Um, I know a lot of people that really hate the guy. I never really liked or disliked the person, but I enjoyed the, the character, so to speak. I enjoyed what he brought to the fight game. Um, but it is looking like that's done. Yeah, that was our UFC roundup. Yeah, UFC roundup of the week. Well, we'll just tell your mother that. Uh... But uh, we ate it all. That was a little reference to for the youngsters, basically, in that little jingle there from American Pie. We're not here to speak about American Pie, but we're at the, the exciting bit where we speak about pie sports, mate. We are, yeah. Um, we're, we're super excited to have a sponsor on board, even more so than it is pie sports, because during lockdown I have used them on occasion um, to get stuff in for the football, and I was pleasantly surprised at each time with how good the, the, the pies were. I ended up getting some from my dad as well at one point. That shows you how good they were. Basically, they've got a website, piesports.com. If you go on there, you can order pies to get free delivery to your house, pretty much anywhere in the Glasgow and surrounding areas, free of charge. Um, you can choose from things like steak, haggis and peppercorn sauce pies, mac and cheese, black pudding, just traditional scotch pies, or even the, the kind of creme de la creme ones, Jack, which is the Mr. Singh's chicken umbala ones, which I know were the ones you liked the best, weren't they? Yeah, I got a delivery and the Mr. Singh's chicken umbala was so fucking tasty it really was I really enjoyed the steak haggis and peppercorn sauce one as well unfortunately I love macaroni cheese I really do but I don't want it in a pie and I never have so I didn't get one of them but there's there's tons of tons of choice uh, just click on the pie stall basically at piesports.com and buy some pies because they are beautiful but if you don't want to you can enter a competition and try and win some how do we do that, Colin? Pretty simple. It's really easy, yeah. All you have to do to, to, to enter this week, um, we, will, we will mix this up from week to week, but for this week's competition, all you have to do is go to Twitter, um, follow us at Wrong Term Memory, and then send us a tweet with the hashtag WTMPies. Um, we'll then go through those tweets during the week, and we'll pick a winner, and we'll send you a DM to get your contact details, and you will get a delivery of pies. Um, it's, it couldn't be much easier than that. Like I say, we might try and make it harder in the future. We might bring in a question, make you work for it. But all you need to do this week is simply send us a tweet. Yes, and remember, sorry if you're listening outside of Glasgow, but you need to be sort of from the Glasgow and surrounding areas. We're not delivering pies to Australia or anything like that. I know there's a few people over there. So apologies to you, but most of our listeners are Glaswegian. So wrong to our memory, 
on Twitter with the hashtag WTMPies and you can get a delivery. On to a little bit of culture then, Colin, a little bit of pop culture, which I know you're a big fan of, we're a big fan of, blah, blah, blah. But 1992 was a pretty bleak time in the UK singles chart and the music anyway, with sales at a really low level. The lowest since 1962, actually. And that was kind of due to massive chart runs. Do you know there was only 12 singles in the whole year that made number one? And that it's... didn't include the, the the single that sort of ran over from 1991. So yeah, 13 different singles, but 12 were only... Sort of from 1992. That's mad. Any idea why? That's mad. Like it's. I, I know there was a number of songs that year that did stay at the chart for a long time. Um, eight, nine, ten week rounds and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's a lack of quality. Like there was just one or two good songs coming out at a time, and they were able to stick. Um, whereas it's not uncommon that in a 52 week, 52 week year. You'd maybe get 35, 40 different number ones. So to get only 12 is kind of unprecedented. Um, but I had a look at the charts for this year, Jack. There is still some good stuff there. Okay. But it's probably not as much as you'd normally expect when looking at a whole year's worth of charts, especially from an, an area of time in the early 90s, which should be our, our ballpark, really. This should be kind of when we're into the charts, we're enjoying the pop music and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it was probably a couple of years after that before we sort of, I sort of get into, well, obviously fucking Oasis took off, Blur, but that was a couple of years after this, and it was Shakespeare's sister, basically, that sort of was the longest serving number one that year with, Stay with me. That's, that sounds quite uncanny, oh, I was just like it. That was um, fucking lovely. Do you, know, um, do you know why they're called Shakespeare's sister? No. They're named after a Smith's son. Oh wow, that's um, is is that called Shakespeare's Sister? The song <laughs> it's called Shakespeare's Sister. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, big big fan of this. That a good song. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not one of their best, but it's a, it's a decent old song. Um, but it was obviously one they liked because they they used it as their as their name. Um, I had a look to see if there's any other charts in here. Any yeah. other songs in this chart that I liked? There was two that jumped out for me. Ain't no doubt, Jack, by Jimmy Neal. Do you remember this one? No, I only remember Crocodile Shoes from Jimmy Neal. That's another good one. Um, either another good one called Big River, but this one is good because it, it's, in a, it's in a song where he's almost doing a duet with himself. So he's a there ain't nobody <laughs> else. She's lying, and he just he's doing and he, he keeps singing lines and she's lying. Um, so it's a good karaoke one to do because there's a lot of talking in it rather than actual singing. And the other one that kind of jumped out for me was. A guilty pleasure of mine, which is uh, the wets, Jack, wet, 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 with um, "Good Night Girl." Um, maybe, and a long list of uncool things I've said on this podcast. It might be up there with that. Um, wet, wet, wet. We're fucking tremendous. <laughs> a great pop band with some great songs. Again, not particularly up my street. I know they're they're big one basically. That's about it. Local lads, basically. Yeah, There's, from Clyde from Bank. Clyde, Clyde Bank, basically, which is not that far away from where. We live. They used to sponsor the local football team. I remember did. that many, many years ago. I don't even know if Clyde Bank are still up. Um, in the leaks, to be perfectly honest with you. I, so my office, when I worked in a, in a building, so, so to speak, is in Clyde Bank. I was based over there a lot of the time. Um, and you do drive past the old Clyde Bank stadium type thing. 
still there, but I don't think they're a proper football team. I, I think they're the heavy amateur. They never have been in some people's eyes. I <laughs> uh, I, yeah, and, and the eyes of the, the local rivals with Dumbarton and people like that. But yeah, um, but yeah, they went, 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 and old Marty Pello, who has had a bit of a life as well, Jack. He he was heavy into gear for a while, yes. um, and he was a bit of a, a heartthrob. People loved him. Um, now he's pretty much a kind of West End type guy. Does does the old musicals and that, but. Yeah, Wait 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 are a very good singles band. They're not a band to all listen to any of their albums, but their greatest hits would definitely get a spin. I give massive credit to people that get on the junk and get back off of it, man. So good for him. He's, he's loving his life. He's got cleaned up. So have yeah, no seen, plans with that. Have you seen Pete Doherty lately? Uh, he's been on the pies. <laughs> he's been on the pie sports. Um, he, he's living in France just now, and he is massive, um, absolutely massive, just living a life, eating lots of cheese, apparently. But he looks like the healthiest he's ever looked. Um, his band, the Libertines, are playing at Rook and Glen Park, which is literally a five-minute drive from us this summer. Um, that I think I'll probably try and get tickets for. So I'm looking forward to seeing healthy Pete Doherty on stage. Yeah, I'd rather stab myself in the box. Um, Aladdin was the biggest movie of the year, five hundred million dollars at the box office. Robin Williams as the genie was one of the best bits of casting probably ever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Have you seen a new one with Will Smith? It was I, round the hand. But I I've not have not. No, I have yeah. not. Will Smith is a big blue genie. Does nothing for me. Um, not a Will Smith fan either. Um, I, I can't see past the whole Scientology nutcase thing that he is nowadays. Right. He's he's so far removed from the Fresh Prince, isn't he? He's, he's just not cool anymore. No, he is not. Somebody that is cool, maybe. I don't know. I'm just putting this out there. Sasha Banks, she's a wrestler. Is she cool? Because she was born in 92. <laughs> she was born in 1992 in January the 26th. Um, and we're obviously recording this over video. I can see into your eyes just now. And you said that, thinking Colin's going to love this. She's a wrestler. She's cool. <laughs> I fucking hate her. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she is probably my least favourite women wrestler of all time. Um, she's actually decent. She's very good. She does well. She gets titles and stuff like that. I just don't like her. And then she went and got a part in The Mandalorian. So I had to watch her in The Mandalorian each week as well as the bloody wrestling. Um, but she's annoying. She's got mad blue hair some weeks. Some weeks it's oh, purple. Oh, she's colourful. Yes, I've just Googled her. Yeah, yeah. She's, um, she's Snoop Dogg's niece or cousin or something like that. Right, okay. My cousin's Snoop Dogg. I was a big fan of Lita back in the day. She yes. used to kick about with the Hardy Boys. She was my favourite and she'd... She had colourful hair, so I kind of like that look. She did. Um, she was one of the originators of the, the having your fong showing over your jeans type look. Oh, it was so hot, man. Like, she was <laughs> so hot. Unbelievable. Christian Eriksen obviously has handed, well, he had a fucking cardiac arrest at the yeah. Euros. He was yeah. born in 1992 and he's doing well now, we think. So. That's yeah, obviously I'm, I'm on for Sogo before he was dead. Um, we we were watching this. We were all talking in one of our, our group chats that you and I are in, and Tremendous, we all thought he was dead. Um, so the fact that he has improved and continues to improve, and even said he hopes to play football again, is is amazing. So yeah, fair play to him. Well done, Christian. Yeah, that stuff has an impact on your whole life, man. Because I remember the, the other two times that that's happened with Mark Vivian Foy. I was on holiday in Barcelona. And I was hungover, sitting by myself while everybody else went out for drinks, stuck on the African Cup of Nations, and that game was on, and he died on the pitch. Yeah. And he, was get, he was getting taken off in the stretcher, and his arm flopped out, and that has stuck with me. And I still remember sitting with a guy that you might have met in the past, Dougie, watching oh, the aye. game where Fabrice Muamba yes. happened to him as well. And we were sitting having a great time, and after that happened, he, he just went up the road or whatever, because it's... 
it's, a, it's, it's a mood killer. It's just oh. it's it's an absolute mood killer, and it's you're so up for something. You're up for a game of football. You're enjoying it. You're encapsulated by the, the sport, the game. The especially when it's a big tournament like this, you're thinking this is amazing. I've got a month for this ahead of me, and then it's like the winds get taken off your sails, and you start thinking, "Fucking hell, this guy's going to die. This this Euros is is done for. It's even started." Um, but thankfully, we get, we've we've got a good sort of a good, or I should say, a hopeful conclusion to this one, and he is going to be cool. There's a guy called L who is a South Korean singer. The only reason I put him in here is because he will be an absolute cunt to try and Google. He will be, yeah, especially with South Koreans. <laughs> Google laws, Andy, stupid name, aye. Um, I bet he's, I bet he's super popular. And he's got a million, a million followers and stuff like that. But I bet he's shit. Probably is, yeah. Sam Smith, he was born ninety two. He was. He, he was. He was born neither Sorry, a man or a boy. No, no, wait a minute. They were. They were. Uh, sorry. He, he, she uh, pronouns pal. Um, I'm not sure how Sam Smith is very particular with this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, he's got a really good voice though, which is probably more important than all that shit. Um, he has had some good songs, um, but he has managed to make himself more about his identity than his music in the last couple of years, which is a bit of a shame in my opinion. Yeah, somebody else that's got quite a strong identity is Miley Cyrus, and here goes. You, you were talking about being pretty on Kulela with wet, wet, wet. I fucking like Miley Cyrus. Like, I think Wrecking Ball is a, a great pop song. Um, there is the cover version of I think 95 because she's obviously sort of Dolly Parton's goddaughter where she's in the back garden it's, and she's like a really fucking good singer as well and like surely that's what it should be about. She's got a really good voice. Are you into Billy? More into Billy or Miley? <laughs> <laughs> I'm into, more into Miley. Um, Wrecking Ball is, is one of those songs that when we got married on our honeymoon, I think it was, it was just on the radio everywhere in America, so I always kind of remember it from that way. But she's had some great songs. She had one recently called Malibu, which was a great song as well. Uh, Party in the USA was a good one that she did as well. Um, obviously Wrecking Ball. And then there was the other big one after Wrecking Ball, I can't remember what it was called. But again, she's just somebody that does great, great pop music. Um, and she seems like a good laugh jack. She seems like she likes a likes a drink. She likes a bit of a party, and right. she's she's not one of these polished X Factor acts or something like that. I think she's got some flaws and some craziness to her, which I like. Yeah, sure. Lots of lots of love to Miley. So good for her. Few people died in nineteen ninety two. I put Richard Hunt in basically because it's rhyming slang, but <laughs> he was a, a puppeteer for the Muppets and Fraggle Rock and things like that. So he would have been... I was going to say he'd have been missed, but he wouldn't have been because you don't know... Uh, you don't know who's a puppeteer. You remember fucking Kermit. You don't remember Richard. Yeah, uh, whose hands up his arse. Yeah, exactly. Benny Hill uh, also died back in 1992. And our friend Gary Morris sent us a picture on Twitter. Actually, we're going to get to people who have been in contact on Twitter in a minute. But he sent me a picture the death of this guy. Didn't know who he was, man. I was like, who's that? <laughs> but, but, Benny Hill would definitely be cancelled in 2021. Uh, like, <laughs> he would have been cancelled in 1992. <laughs> he was, he, I remember him being Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West. And he basically used to run around after women with big boobs and to touch their arses and do stuff that your milkman shouldn't be doing. Um, so yeah, Benny Hill was very much of his time. He would not be a thing in 2021. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's... Lots and lots of people getting in contact on Twitter, Colin, which makes our job much easier. So we're going to give most people that got in contact a little bit of a shout out because we did ask what you remember from 1992. Uh, Jim MC 
uh, on Twitter. Denmark winning the Euros was the most obvious one for him. Then we've got three people who a little bit, a little bit cocky here. Uh, Robbie Cunningham, when I was born, well, uh, on the way to the Forum podcast, got in contact as well. Um, the greatest person I know was born that year. Me, uh, and then we got David Marshall, who is our heart and hand buddy. He sent a picture with the tag, this guy. His birthday yesterday? Was it, it was. So, he, he was 29 yesterday, so he was in the beer garden and thoroughly enjoyed himself and I think feeling as bad as I am today as well. So happy yeah. belated birthday, Dave. Who else got in contact? Um, the podcast father um, got in charge. Oh, Jeff. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> His name is Jeff. Um, and <laughs> he mentioned um, White Men Can't Jump and A Baby Got Back. Classic film and music reference all in one there from the podcast father. Um, also got a, a message from the Sports Movie Podcast um, mentioning the class of 92, which of course is that that famous young Man United side, Jack, that the documentaries and all that have been made about. Yeah, very much. Yes, uh, they they were good, 100%, and they sort of jumped to mind. We watched the documentary not that long ago. It was quite interesting. Quite the music, i.e. Gary Morris got in contact, and he was bigging up pop of the time, and Deep Play Dippy by Right Said Fred was released back in 1992, and he was very excited about that. Deep Play Dippy about the clothes you wear. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a, a closet fan of the, of the Freds as well, actually, so... Um, I, f- I think Gary might be working on some of the threads at some point, so I'm hoping that all comes good to... Uh, yeah. Who else got in touch? Uh, Weird Bear. My initial thought was, will it have a missing part two? Right, okay, that's in <laughs> reference to 1991. <laughs> right, okay, that's a dig, mate. <laughs> that's a dig. Fuck you, Weird Bear. <laughs> uh, but then I thought about the Euros, Battle of Britain match, Um Rangers Lodge is talking about there. I'm pretty sure that's when Bill Clinton was voted in. So politics, football, and a dig. I like that. Ingram Smith, Barcelona Olympic Games, and for this young, in particular, the first time the USA sent non-amateur basketball players. Is that when you started winning it, mate? Yeah, yeah it probably was. But I would imagine it would be. Um, I mean, it seems mad that they wouldn't have sent the, the, the good ones before that. <laughs> it's it's well, like the, the... whole Olympics used to be amateur. That yeah. used to be the thing, yeah. It's it's kind of why I always wonder like why Eurovision Song Contest, why is the Eurovision Song Contest not like Robbie Williams for the UK? And big, I, I'm struggling to think of other examples because I'm so out of touch with pop music, but massive big bands and big famous people then they may have a chance of winning it, other than just some nobody every year singing. Yeah, Blue Lacoste, All Night Raves at Islington and Strange Fields down in Ayrshire, falling for a girl from Belfast, my great auntie. Uh, wanted me to make it happen and the birth of my firstborn child so that's a big one back then uh, oh and the Yeats's Wine Lodge in Queen Street <laughs> that served Budweiser on draft for 199 that doesn't seem that good back in 1992 like, I'd have thought like, you'd have wanted to be paying maybe 150 or something for a pint back then but maybe I wasn't a big drinker when I was 7 Canadian Spirit Podcast uh, that's the year the FBI released their report on the satanic ritual child abuse which really did not help the satanic panic, uh, the satanic panic of the sort of late 80s, early 90s. Bradley Johnson, short and sweet, Graham Taylor in England, basically. 
Uh, three or four more, mate, we'll let, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, we've got Andrew Tate, who, and I know Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate is about 11 years old. He's so, our youngest listener by yeah, far. He remembers nothing from 1992, <laughs> but he claims Rage Against the Machine's eponymous debut record, the best album of the 90s. Andrew, you wish you'd been listening to the Teletubbies in the 90s. Um, <laughs> Greg Blades got in touch to say Nigel Mansell's moustache. That was a fabulous moustache. Fucking glorious moustache, yes. Um, and Auspicious Minds got in touch to say Euro Disney opened that year and I've still never been. Should go. It's very, very good. I like it a lot. Um, Johnny55 said SummerSlam at Wembley. Who could forget that, Jack? That was um, Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog is the main event. Uh, first time the WWE's ever done a big show uh, outside of uh, North America. That's one I remember, yeah. And we'll finish off with our good friend who we've had on the show talking about his books before, uh, Martin Ramsey. And he remembered from 1992, John Major, the ill-fated Spanish showish soap El Dorado, Gladiators on ITV, Awuga, and I believe that fourth one is Italian football coverage on Channel 4. Yeah, I was kind of wondering what that last one was because he sent a picture, actually, so we had to... Um, not decode it because it's a fucking picture and you can see it but yeah I was trying to sort of figure out what that is was it not, is it James Richardson I don't know if that's James Richardson but he is pointing at an Italian paper I think it's James Richardson with hair on, on, on Gazette Italia maybe it is so just, maybe it's just Italian football in general because it was obviously on the telly quite a lot back then lots of scandal um, that we've covered on different podcasts but yeah thanks for getting in contact people makes our job a lot easier and I think we'll wrap it up there mate yeah yeah, it sounds like a plan. Um, as always, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out the premium content on Apple. Please continue to do so, and we will continue to offer the additional content that we have been doing every single Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Check that out on Apple Podcasts. Hashtag WTM Pies. Browse only the best pods in the best network. Quite the thing media.com.